Cam Thomas said he could score 25 points a game if he was able to start in the NBA. A lot of confidence. Hard to disagree with him on some level. We're going to get into where Cam Thomas stands this offseason. Some of the rounds that he's been making it might be changing some of the talk around the young player. What some of the expectations are for him going into the season as well. We'll get into that. But first, the theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day, even through this offseason. I am Doug Nori. Been doing projections for the better part of a decade over at DFSR.com. That's for the whole NBA. I've got all the other sports as well, too. NFL, MLB, PGA, NHL. It's all there. DFSR.com. If you want a free subscription, just go ahead on over. Try the free trial. No big deal. Give it a try. You see why we've been around for one of the longest running DFS outlets out there, DFSR.com. No Adam Armbrecht on the podcast today as we roll through the summer. That's fine. We're going to roll solo through a little Cam Thomas talk. Uh, plenty to talk about when it comes to Cam Thomas. Plenty to talk about with this dude as he's become something of a, a critical piece, um, a talking point, a guy that we're is that probably an inflection point with his NBA career going into this offseason and there's and going into the next season as well. And there's just ends up being a lot to talk about with this guy because again, he become he remains as we roll through the summer, one of the more confusing players in terms of just projections, in terms of where he stands in the overall Nets hierarchy, how the coaching staff feels about him, what his role is going to be going into next season there's just a lot sort of on the table when it comes to talking about cam thomas and i i'm not sure it's all been fleshed out totally yet it clearly hasn't been but he's also spent part of this summer i don't want to say changing the image of what cam thomas is because i don't think he needed to do like any sort of like image triage or anything but i will say we have heard a lot more from him this summer and even that alone to some degree, is a shift in the overall perception of Cam Thomas and probably a shift in just how maybe we perceived him to be going, you know, coming out of these last couple seasons. He's made some podcast rounds. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that he said over the course of this summer. And but just in general, I don't want to say that he's necessarily been a mercurial player, but he's definitely been quiet. And it's been sometimes confusing whether or not to like understand where his mentality was. Was it just like super driven? Was it maybe just standoffish? Was it uh, negative? Uh, you know, I, there's dribs and drabs of things that we've seen over the last couple of years that could lead you in a dump number of different directions when it came to Cam Thomas, not just from him, but just from the coaching staff his playing time and some of the other pieces that you try to put together when you're talking about this NBA puzzle, when you're trying to figure out where a player stands and what the path is for a player and if, whether or not the player is in the plans for a team. Cam Thomas, clearly one of the more confusing guys, definitely in Nets world. And frankly, to some people, NBA writ large, because uh, people see some of these huge games that he's put up in the past and then wonder why he isn't playing. So his most recent appearance 
was on the shoes show, which was actually the first show uh, from this outlet. Um, just that he and Cam Thomas, nice get, was uh, the first guest that Zach Schumacher. And he uh, was able to land Cam Thomas as a guest. And they talked for a long time. They talked for more than an hour on the show on a wide range of topics. It was about Cam Thomas's career and sort of like coming up young guy, you know, Oak Hill and then stuff in LSU and where he stood with Katie and Kyrie and how he viewed himself as a player. And it's definitely worth checking out because it's it's uh, probably one of the longer more in-depth looks at Cam Thomas that we've seen since he got into the NBA. And that's just because it was just a long-form conversation about him as a player and just talking about his mentality. And it's, it was good. And I think in general, these I don't know if there was a specific push by Cam and his team to get out there this summer and just do more media stuff because maybe they wanted to change some of the just talking points around him about whether or not he was accessible, whether or not he is like sort of a positive guy. I think so to a big degree, a lot of this has is starting to sort of solve itself and that he is a pretty engaging guy and he has a lot of confidence and he wants to be a better NBA player. And I think these are all really good things to hear. One of the main sort of uh, sound bites that came out of this was when Zach asked when she was asked them to talk about, like, you know, what the expectations could be with him as a starter, you know, what he could do if he were to end up being like in a starting role Um <laughs> you know, for the Nets or really, I guess for any team, because they didn't specifically, they didn't really specify whether it was going <laughs> to, well, it was going to be the Nets. And if he was able to start during an 82 game season, what some of the statistical expectations would be like for Cam Thomas. And he said, ball in my hand, this is quote 25, 25, no doubt easy. Um, that's just me having confidence in my ability, knowing what I can bring. That was obviously a soundbite that's going to grab a lot of people because it's really one very specific uh, in terms of just like what his expectations are as a player two, it's does track a lot with um, just in general, what, you know, people tend to like think about him and like the expectations, what could be for him uh, as a player? Like, what is he able, would he be able to actually put up those kind of stats if given a long leash in the starting lineup in terms of minutes and usage and role in the offense? Um, and it also followed a line of questioning from shoes that he had done earlier in the show that talked about sort of like they use the word bucket getting a lot, right? He's been a bu bucket getter at every stop in his career. And that has been a hallmark of what he's able to do on the court. I, it, this isn't, you know, to some degree, it's not really news. We understand that we watch this guy drop, you know, three straight 40 point games <laughs> after the right around and after the trade deadline um, at the beginning of February last year, that became one of the biggest NBA talking points. And he'd done it before too. Like, you know, buried the Knicks the year before, like we've seen this, many times from, from cam. So we know that he's able to do it, but to hear him actually just give the words say, Hey, look, if I started, I could average 25 points a game. Uh, easy. He says now <laughs> for context here, I love it, but you, you love the confidence. Look to, for starters, this is a complimentary guys like him should have all the confidence in the world. You do not get to the NBA level without having maybe to some degree, irrational confidence in yourself. It's what propels guys maybe of even, uh, similar skill sets or similar, just like overall, just not drive, but just similar overall makeup. The thing that puts a lot of these guys over the top into this next upper echelon NBA stuff is just that they're there's full belief in themselves to, to degrees that most normal people could never even begin to imagine. Right. And, and that is what puts them over the top because there's not that many NBA slots and there's a lot of guys who are good at basketball out there, out there in the world. So you need at some point to do something, you need to have 
some other skills beyond just things in the court. Confidence is clearly one of those things. I get to know that about. So you never, you always want more confidence than less when it comes uh, to these guys. You don't want it to come in the way of what you're able to do as a player. But in general, you like to hear the confidence. For context here, for context on that, 25 points a game would put him right around 20th in the league in scoring last season. Other guys that fell in that range, uh, just for you know, old friend Kyrie Irving, he averaged 27 points a game. He was 12th. Uh, we dropped down a little bit. John Morant scored 26.2 points a game. Guys in the 25 exact range, Julius Randle, 25.1. Uh, Darren Fox, 25, and Zach Levine just under that 24.8, Brandon Ingram, and then Anthony Edwards. So, like, that's 25 points a game for guys who are, are out there running the sort of running the show for their teams at either at times or the whole deal. Like, that is the group of guys. So, you know, he's putting himself, he's putting himself in rarefied territory. I think that's again fine. It's probably not all that unrealistic either if you were given that full chance want to talk about, you know, what the Nets should be thinking when it comes to Cam Thomas and his own mentality going into the the season. What some of these podcast rounds that he's done in other outlets tell us about sort of what Cam Thomas might be expecting going into this season. We'll talk about all that in a second. First, I'll tell you about our friends over on FanDuel football season. It's about to kick off. FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. When you bet on a Super Bowl winner, wait for this, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. You heard me right. You bet on a Super Bowl winner, then you just sweat that team the entire season. Every time they win, you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on everything. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Everything is up there, preseason and NFL going on FanDuel right now. Also, if you want to just get an early on NBA action, Cam Thomas actually up there for a couple different awards uh, in terms of going into the season. He's plus 9,000 from most improved player. Uh, good friend Mikhail Bridges, plus 700 is the overall leader in that category, plus 5,000 for sixth man of the year. So we're talking about Cam Thomas, what he might be do as a starter. Hey, plus 9,000 for sixth man of the year. Not too shabby as well if you're looking for a super, super long shot. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You start earning those bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, Cam Thomas uh, talk here the whole time. All good. There's tons to talk about with this guy just because um, this is where, like I think a lot of Nets fans want to go into this next season sort of wondering what the overall plan for is is for him what his own expectations level levels are what we can reasonably expect from cam thomas whether he'll ever get a chance to jump into that starting lineup at any point during the season or could we you know be thinking about six man stuff uh, for him as well because he does seem to qualify a lot under uh, what we've seen in terms of like six man, what those, what that kind of player can be in the past. Um, the other things that he talks about during the podcast, was a wide range of thing, just about um, talking about having like uh, some the killer mentality, talked about a little bit of time growing up with a military family, how he sat out part of his season. Cause he was just kind of working his game through the high school ranks. Um, there was, there was a bunch that, that he was talking about in here. Um, and then just, th- you know, kind of what he was using as descriptions for what he thought of himself as a player. And a lot of this stuff is things that we've already seen from him, right? Um, That he is kind of, he can get irritable at times, but when he's, and 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 to some degree, it's hard to like blame him because you're thinking, okay, well, he's putting up these crazy numbers. 
And why is he not giving getting more of a chance when, you know, the games actually quote matter or the team is not just in this, you know, break glass in case of emergency type of situation uh, when it comes to just who they have available players wise. Cause the games he got to play were ones where the nets were just super down players. The guys are asking out for trades or injuries the year before it was all the COVID stuff where everyone was out and he, when he beat the Knicks basically single-handedly like those were all had context around why he was able to play so much. And the context was not something that was going to sustain. He was not going to, they were again, they, no one, you're not going to be asking out, for trades all the time. You're not going to have just DMPs because of illnesses all the time. Like these are the chances that Cam was able to get just lots of opportunity in terms of the offense. So talking about just being sort of irritated at stuff like that. And I think that like, that's probably founded. Although I wonder if sometimes if he's admitting that his sort of public irritation around not being able to play, what did actually just kind of trickle down into his overall demeanor around the team as well, because if he's admitting and that's, this is good for him to admit it. um, If he's admitting that these were like maybe harder times for him, then is that something that was like able to turn on and off like a switch when he was around Jock Vaughn and the rest of the rest of the coaching staff, you would think not right. Like you would think that that would be sort of a problem area. Now, one thing that Cam Thomas was a complimentary, he was, in, in these interviews, he was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast early in the summer as well. Um, he's been nothing but complimentary about the Nets sort of brass. Sean Marks, he specifically you know, talked about in terms of his GM capabilities. So Cam Thomas has sort of, I would say, said all the right things during this season, during this offseason. And it's been really good to be able to hear from him in this vein to kind of, I don't want to say humanize him, but like just put him on a level where he, he doesn't seem, like I said at the beginning, standoffish. And if that's going to be the case for him going into the season where it's going to be a little bit more of an open book, if it's going to be a little bit more open to just, you know, having a good attitude about the things that are happening around the team. And by the way, being complimentary of the team in general, I think those are paths for him to be able to earn more of a role too. Cause again, sometimes it's not just things that happen on the court. It's also things that are happening behind the scenes. It's how well, you know, can you play nice with others? And not to say Cam Thomas couldn't, but it would factor in to some of the things that we always were curious about with Cam Thomas, which is to say, why is he not playing more? Like there have to be other things going on behind the scenes for him that are sort of predicating why he, <laughs> um, about why he's not giving getting more of a chance to play. Yeah, he talks in a little bit in the in the uh, conversation with Shoes around, you know, talking with Jacques Vaughn and being on the same page with Vaughn. And he gave Vaughn a lot of compliments about bringing the team together. And he talked about Vaughn that being sort of a stabilizing force um, in within the team and wanting to know sort of like what Vaughn was going to need from him. These are things. The reason I'm saying these quotes and bringing up these things that he's talking about is because these were chances. You don't always get credit for saying the right thing because you just everyone should say the right thing. Right. But you can get points against you for saying the wrong thing. And for sure. And these have been opportunities for Cam Thomas to have said the wrong thing. And just and especially the over hour long conversations where there's just a, a lot of talking going on. You can just say things that just don't come off right, or you can say things that can be misinterpreted, or you can mean something and it's read a different way, or you make an offhand comment. Like there's lots of opportunity for stuff like this in some of these longer conversations, right? For sure. So, um, so again, like no extra points for saying the right thing, but I think 
in these longer form interviews that he's done, there, some of the stuff could have come out that would have been maybe more of a drag on our on our belief that he's like ready to play within a team style game. And those things just didn't didn't come out for him. And I think that is a good sign going into the season that there is just maybe a piece of him that's understanding this is more of a holistic sort of approach to the NBA game and not just go out there and get buckets, which again, he was very, uh, had a ton of confidence around that piece as well. But there's these other parts of the NBA that sometimes matter. That's mostly a meritocracy, but there's other pieces where you can maybe give you points against you for just not doing the right things like right in the moment or not having just, just the right attitude. Now, in terms of whether or not he should be starting for the team, you know, this is open to debate. I don't think there's any world to start the season where he's going to start. I, I don't think there's been, and there's no evidence that points in that direction. The nets aren't built in a place right now that um, would mean that he would get into the starting lineup. I think so in that case, in that way, you know, saying you're going to score 25 points a game is probably more of a sound bite than an actual realistic um, expectation for him going into the season. Cause I don't think there is, and there just there isn't any expectation, at least to start the season, that he is going to be an NBA starter on this team. Uh, just and the evidence is the last two years of Cam Thomas. Like we don't need to probably make a case of why that's not going to happen. Uh, it's just it's just not going to to start the season. They have a different makeup, um, short of like just you know major injuries in, in camp or something like that. I just don't see how that's going to be the case. I, there's they at worst could go with a starting lineup that sort of started the playoffs last year that, you know, Dinwiddie, Mikhail, DFS, um, Cam Johnson and Claxton, or maybe they make a, a, a switch where it's like DFS, the Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't start, but now it's, you know, maybe Ben Simmons moving into the starting lineup or someone like that. I think that would be really the only sort of functional switch that we would see happen. I don't think, at least for right now, that Cam Thomas would be moving into that group. So I don't think the 25 points a game as a starter is something that we're going to see tested at least earlier in the start of the season. But in terms of having a bigger role, I think it's very clear that that should be happening uh, going into the season, like sort of just like without a doubt, right? Like there's just no world where he should not have a bigger role uh, going into this year, just in terms of his on court and on ball time, just because it's, it, it, it's almost like the nets have to just kind of figure out, you know, what, what they have with this guy. They have to be able to look at the situation and say, hey, is this a guy we want to stick with long-term? And I do wonder to some degree if this these some of these media rounds by Cam Thomas this summer are chances to go out there and say, hey, look, like I'm a guy who's willing to sort of play ball, so to speak, in terms of what everyone needs to do. We're going to talk about a little bit more about what some of the expectations around Cam Thomas in that respect can be. And, you know, what kind of role six man most improved like this kind of stuff is that stuff on the table for Cam Thomas. We'll get into that in a second. All right. So in terms of like overall role, you go back, I encourage you to listen to some of the other conversations that Adam and I have had over the course of this offseason around Cam Thomas and like what some of the lineups we wanted to see going into the season, like what we thought would be good, sort of healthy reasonable ways for him to contribute to this team so the Nets can see sort of what they have and if this is a guy that they want to buy into long term. We know that he goes into this season, he's still on the rookie contract. He goes in with team options going into next season in the 24-25 season for four million. Um it feels like that's a situation the team's gonna pick up. I don't think he's gonna, even though with being extension eligible, I don't think that's something that we see from him 
going this into this year. It's just not really how the Nets have played this book and or played this game with him, or uh, it's really hasn't been out of the playbook for things that they wanted to do in the past. So I don't think any of that stuff is really on, on the table for him. But in terms of having this be uh, a learning lesson in, in in what Cam Thomas can do and whether or not he can be you know, a guy that you really see contribute to this team long-term starting with this summer with some of these things that he said, and then going in to the uh, going into the preseason. I think we, we just have to be able to see this stuff. We have to just see, see the tape, right? We have to know, and it can, and we have to, and the Nets have to be willing to have it look bad too. Like they have to just, because then the, we have to basically have this season be a leave no doubt season for Cam Thomas. Like leave no doubt, leave no doubt whether or not he should be with the team long term, or leave no doubt about whether he's just not in the plans at all going forward. And maybe this just isn't the situation for him. This has to be the season where the Nets are committed, I think, on some level to understanding that and to allowing the allowing the game for him to play out in a way that is very, very clear. Now that starts with just playing a lot of minutes. Like you just can't know sometimes. Especially, and not look. It's not like every guy in the NBA deserves to just go out there and get minutes. Um, that I'm not making that case for all players. I'm making this case for a player, who, you know, who scores three straight forty point games in, in in an NBA season, right? I'm talking about a player who's catching shoot numbers drastically improved. I'm talking about a guy who can get to the free throw line at elite elite levels uh, in terms of his in, 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 in on a per minute basis, right? Like this is a guy that's averaged three free free throws a game in 16 minutes a game last last season. Like we saw this guy in when he's out there sort of doing his thing. We've saw, we've seen the ability for him to get to the line. I think that's, that's, I don't even think it just is a clear skill. Like in those, those 40 point affairs, he went to the line nine times, 11 times, 20 times, and 13 times, right? And basically made everything, right? That's a incredible, incredible skill to have. Um, and so, uh, so not saying that every guy should get out there and get to play as much as they want in the NBA so the NBA teams can see what they can do. But for a guy like that has shown the ability to do certain things at an elite level, as he will tell you himself, and as the numbers tell you, like that is, it's, it's sort of obvious, I think, to me that the Nets should do that. That starts with, Cam Thomas probably needing to be something like at worst, the part of the eight man rotation that's at worst, right? Five starters, three guys off the bench. Now it's going to be hard because the way that the Nets minutes break down this season, we've already seen, as we talked about many times, that there could be sort of limited minutes here. You brought in Lonnie Walker, you brought in Dennis Smith Jr. You brought in Darius Baisley. I know these guys aren't one-to-one. You're already bringing Royce O'Neal probably off the bench. You might have Ben Simmons coming in off the bench. Like, all of a sudden, we know Mikael Bridge is going to play his minutes. We know Cam Johnson's in line to play more minutes this season, no doubt, because just, you know, getting the contract and getting paid over the summer. So, like, there's already limited minutes to, to sort of spare with some of these guys. But even with that in mind, if you think that the starters are pretty much locked outside of a guy, the guys off the bench, like Cam, could range down to like the ninth man there and overlapping a little bit with guys that, like Lonnie Walker that he might not be able to play with a ton. And so this becomes like a really, really hard situation. I think the Nets have to feel and have to get themselves uncomfortable with how much and uncomfortable based on what they've done in the past with how much he gets to play because like otherwise it's not going to be able to be seen. And they have to give him the chance to play with guys who are going to be able to be complementary to his overall skill set, right? Like like Ben Simmons, who can point of attack and guard and, and sort of um, and guard a bunch of different positions to make up for 
some of what Cam Thomas can't do. Get him to play with Mikael Bridges. Get him to play with Cam Johnson. Get him to play basically with the starters at times so you can see Cam has not been able to do this a lot in the past. He's not been able to earn enough consistent minutes that we get to see him playing with like the first unit, right? And they, that's another problem with him, a problem that we've had with him in his overall valuation is at the time, is often with the, the time that he's given, it's just with guys of a, maybe a lesser caliber type of player. So then he's going to take a lot of shots. It's going to be hard to facilitate a functional offense. And there's going to just be other, other problems that go along with that kind of thing. And so I think that getting him at least into that top eight in terms of rotation, again, like who does, who does that leave out? Maybe that means we're seeing less Dorian Finney-Smith. And like these guys are all one-to-one, so I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that minutes are minutes, right? And maybe we see less of that. Maybe we see – maybe Lonnie Walker doesn't play as much as we kind of thought he was going to in terms of the offseason. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., may, maybe promises were made, but those minutes become a little harder. Maybe I'm just overvaluing, over, overvaluing how much Ben Simmons is actually going to play this season. And I have him like in the high 20s, and maybe that's just not realistic. So there's other avenues for Thomas to jump in here and be able to play more. But the Nets have to – put it put themselves in a position where he's able to play with the better players in the team in terms of those rotations have those rotations be somewhat consistent in ter- so that he knows that there can be some games where it just isn't happening for him and it's not going to totally affect what happens the next night right that's important understanding your role especially around a guy like him that where the, maybe the scoring can be streaky understanding that the role is kind of set no matter what the outcomes for a specific game or a couple games it's got to be really, really important for a guy like him. It has to be. And it has that, that that sort of stability and that understanding to me is paramount in how the Nets approach this season. So it's clear that Cam Thomas has the confidence. It's clear that he's shown the ability to be able to put up the numbers that he claims himself that he'd be able to do as a starter. The big question now is going to be what the Nets, how much the Nets are going to, are willing to allow him to explore the ability to do that. And I think that's going to be one of the keys to this whole season. I love that he's out there doing the interviews. I love that these are the talking points. I love that we're getting to hear a ton more from this guy because it just really does make you a little more, I think, confident in his sort of understanding of his place in the team. And to hear him just speak positively around the rest of the team, I think is really good. So these are the first great little steps. And now the next thing is going to be the Nets actually putting their foot forward and saying, we're going to commit to this guy and we're going to see him be able to play for longer and more consistent stretches, maybe not as a starter, but definitely in that rotation. So a lot to still break down over the course of this offseason. Adam and I will be back with some guests lined up here as well. Got a ton of stuff coming at you over the course of the offseason. In the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to Lockdown Nets over on YouTube. We are climbing towards 6,000 subscribers. Be part of that group. That is part of the group. That, excuse me, I said that twice. That's subscribed to Locked On Nets over on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Adam is always the one that comes in with the quotes from the great American poets to close these episodes. So I'll just say Adam Armbrecht. We're missing one of the great poets today, but he'll be back and we'll be back tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. <laughs>